Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Tyler Sullivan. Tyler is the founder of Bomb Tech Golf, an e-commerce store with over 20 million sold online since 2012. Tyler also runs Ecom Growers, where he and his team have helped countless Shopify owners add six to seven figures in additional sales to their e-commerce stores by optimizing their email systems and ad campaigns to find hidden revenue streams. Tyler, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. So we were talking a little bit in the pre-call about you're basically running these two seemingly different types of businesses where you have this e-commerce store where you're selling a newly developed line of golf clubs because golfing is your passion. And you also have this digital marketing agency where you work with Shopify owners and both of which, you know, apparently are doing very well. So can you please take a few minutes to walk us through your journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy journey. I could spend hours talking about it. I'll give you the, the cliff notes. So like yourself, I was fired from my job in 2013. I think this is my seventh anniversary of being fired. I was, I just, I got fired the week before Thanksgiving when I found out my wife was pregnant with my first kid. And at that time, I had started Bomb Tech as a complete side hustle, no expectations of it, doing any sales. I just was obsessed with golf. I was trying to compete in the uh, home run derby of golf, uh, World Long Drive, and I was the worst competitor there. But in that process of hitting the ball as far as I could, I started breaking golf clubs and not from pure power, uh, but from a local club builder's inability to build them. I started assembling my own and, and one of my buddies was like, hey, can you build me a club? I was like, sure. He's like, how much? I was like, I don't know. Sold him one made the world's worst website, literally was like cartoon characters on it. it. took me six months and finally sold something. And when I did, I was actually on a boat. It's not a yacht. It was out on our Lake Champlain in Vermont. And I remember that moment uh, where I, I got an email in and it was a sale. And I was like, wait a second, I'm on a boat and I just sold something. Your first dollar online. Yeah, this was like the first moment I sold anything online and it wasn't even in front of the computer. And that like blew my mind. I just said, I want to do more of this. And really, all I did from there was document my journey early days, like Facebook 2012 to 16. Like I just started designing club with my local college, UVM, where I went to school, where I was actually one of the worst students, barely graduated, took me five years. Um, but I designed a club and just documented. And then when I went to go to sell it after people followed my journey, instead of selling one club a year, I sold like 10000 that day, $10,000 worth at the time, which was like mind blowing. 
And then I just scaled it up there and, and it, I did a lot of things wrong. And I was able to get it to 1.2 million solo. Then I started hiring some people, outsourcing experts. And uh, from there, not to go too deep in the weeds, but kind of where I'm at now to full circle it, after having my second kid, I realized I don't need to work 20 hours a day, seven days a week like I used to. I did everything wrong, spent all my time doing that. I took six weeks off. And what do you think happened to sales in those six weeks I took off? I would imagine that they either flatlined or they went up out of pure inertia. They went up. And so that was like my, I've had multiple epiphanies. That was my second big one where I realized I don't need to be doing because I'm not that smart. I just coordinate and I've outsourced it to experts. So from there, I, it allowed me. And so now I work the least I've ever worked and make the most of our made. So my per hour rate, if I ever had, that would be the highest it would ever be. And that allowed me to launch another company, which came out of accident again with my first employee at BombTech. So now I own an agency. We're a Clavio partner. We're Platinum. We're like a top 25 agency in terms of email revenue managed. And that business is, is scaling so fast, but it's a very different business. It's a people business. We're offering a service. We have six employees. We plan to grow to 20 employees and then to 60. Really want to be the number one Clavio agency in the world, working with brand owners exactly like me. So I'm like the hair club for men guy. I'm not only the owner, I'm also a client. So it was synergistic. So now I have a different perspective and my agency is unique in the way that it's run. And I'm not in the day-to-day of that either, but it's run by an e-commerce owner. So I know what our clients are going through. It's just a different perspective. So life is good. I don't. I, I always try to work on things now that are big levers and I get frustrated when I don't. And I'm like, I want to work more, but it I, I don't want to just do stuff that doesn't move the needle. So right now, life is good. Both companies are doing really well. And, you know, just trying to always make things happen faster and, and work on stuff that actually has an impact. What an amazing story. I mean, just think about it. You know, you uh, you have these two seemingly different uh, businesses, but they actually, you know, do complement each other because by building the one, you actually cut your teeth and gained experience in order to launch the other. Totally. Yeah. And Chris, I have to give him a lot of credit. He's my partner. And he was my employee doing all my email. And he really was a unique individual that I could have never hired for or whatever. And he was working like 100 hours a week, 100 hours a week on his own regard, just learning, trying to get better. So when he said, hey, I want to help, I want to bring on some clients and try to do this for other people. I, I said, I want your goals and dreams to be hit and I'll support you in whatever we can. He went out, crushed it for three clients. I said, give me a proof of concept. He like tripled the revenue in 30 days. And I said, let's partner up. I'll just get you the leads. Um, and it, it's been it's been beautiful. It's been a lot of learnings, but uh, it's a great business. And he's done a great job as a, a young guy. And I'm so happy for him. I could, he's making more money now than I could ever pay him as an employee. So it's it's great. That's amazing. So I want to touch on something that you uh, uh, that you brought up here in that you don't work in your business anymore or as much as you used to. Basically, what you're talking about here, you know, so, you know, we were all first introduced this, what, 10 years ago, maybe, you know, with the four hour work week when Tim Ferriss was like, oh, yeah, I work four hours a week. You know, I go and I, you know, I learned how to, you know, I became a champion, uh, you know, a champion Taekwondo guy. And then I went to learn tango in Argentina and all that. Right. But the way you do that, right, is to really automate and delegate your way so that you are not standing in front of everybody. You don't need to be the wizard necessarily, you know, like, uh, or the composer in front of everybody. You can actually make everybody be, uh, you know, empower them to do their work, empower them to know what they need to do, and then actually make it happen. Let's talk about your one big tip. 
How did you find out that this was the path that you needed to do in order to scale up, in order to build a system, automate, and also delegate your way into, you know, into a profitable business that frankly, you don't need to stick your hand in very often? It's such a hard thing in concept. The four-hour work week is great, but it's such a hard thing as an entrepreneur to actually do it. Like if you told me I was doing this now when I first started, I would say you're nuts, and I would I wouldn't even understand it, right? So I think everyone has their own journey and path to a business that hopefully they can own and not just run and be in. And and for me, it was kids. Like so, he, Tim, I read his book and. Um, I know he was traveling and, and want to do all these things. Yeah, but he wasn't a dad. So, you know, he doesn't count. Yeah. So like for, for me, you know, I, I started the company when I was becoming a dad and I was literally working 20 hours a day, seven days a week. I did it for three years. And what I was doing is literally assembling the clubs myself by hand. I was shifting the clubs. I did everything I shouldn't have done. So I think having that lens and then having my second kid, it really just showed me like, I've set up the systems to make it happen. And really, it's like it's almost frustrating as an entrepreneur because you want to make things better. And when you set up in this way, it's almost like, what do I work on? Uh, you know, but for me, let me, let me break it down a little more um, in a more clear way. So first off, you need to know enough of every part of your business to hire and fire. That's the number one thing that I probably made the biggest mistake on was I had fired my number one ad guy who was scaling our company because I didn't know enough about Facebook ads. So, so my key takeaway is whatever you're hiring for, whether it's like, so my setup is I have a 3PL that does our shipping. I have my email agency that sends our email and SMS. I've got my ad guy who does all our paid traffic. And really I've got customer service. I have four people, four, four different silos, right? Um, but I needed to know how to do each task well enough to hire and fire. And in 2018, I fired my best ad guy. And we were at a six six x return ad spend. So if you know how good that is, people people probably fall over if you hear that because I didn't know enough about Facebook ads. So that was probably the hardest years of my life since inception because I had to learn Facebook ads enough to hire the next guy. Um, and really, what this is another a tactical tip or strategy that I use to hire anyone to get out of your business. So what I do is I don't care what it is, I'll actually invite that expert for a one hour screen share. So what I, I do is say, hey, you're a Facebook ad expert, great. I'll pay you for one hour. We'll do a screen share together. And the goal is two part. Number one, I will hopefully learn something. And number two, if they actually, if they could beat my performance, they would get hired. It took me 12 people before I found someone that could beat me. So, so in those 12 people I went through to find my next ad guy, I learned stuff. I didn't set up a big retainer commitment and know if they were legit. Um, and I was able to find something that actually was better. So really, I, I kind of boil down anything. So like CRO, fulfillment, anything I want to do, I just say, all right, let's do a one-hour screen share. I'll pay you for your time. I'll learn something. And then hopefully, I'll find an expert better than myself. And that's allowed me to find people in every area, whether it's videos, ads, email, whatever my company needs, to really just not be the one doing it. Because I realize I'm not that smart at really anything. Uh, so it's how do you find those experts, right? And for me, that's been my one thing of like, all right, what's my superpower? Delegating and then finding people. And like, if you can do that, and that's probably the hardest part because there's so many agencies, so many experts out there that aren't. So if you can find those and work on the stuff that really matters, you, you know, you can, I, I mean, this summer, I, I went literally fishing 
on our boat or golfing every day and sales were the highest it ever was. So I, I've got a new policy where, and this has been my policy for three years, where I'm not allowed to touch the website. There you go. Because every time I do, I literally just break it. So I, I, I say, all right, if I had these experts, let them run, give them what they need, whether it's content, uh, copy, like whatever they're asking for, give them the resources to do their job. But outside of that, I'll like ping them with different ideas I have. But I let my experts, if you're, I'm going to hire them, do what they do. You know, how have you dealt with superhero syndrome? You know, where you think that, you know, I'm the only one that can do it right. I mean, I would imagine that after interviewing a bunch of people who are in fact inferior, you know, to your skills, let, you know, let's just take the paid ads uh, scenario, right? I would say that after like five to eight people just realize like, why am I interviewing all these idiots? I, you know, I should be interviewing, you know, people that are, you know, much more at the top of my game. I have to imagine that that affected you a little bit, you know, as you were going through that process until you finally landed on the one that made sense. I didn't think I was going to find anyone, to be honest. I thought the one person I fired, I, I would never replace him. And really, it just has shown me that I, I did it coming from a place of of want. I really w- did not want to be in front of the computer running ads anymore. I just, this is, that was like my sixth year in business or fifth year in business. And I knew that I was not the best at it. I, even though I was doing like a three, seven X on return uh, on our ads, like I knew enough to my point, I knew enough to be dangerous to hire and fire. And I knew there was someone better than me. And really, like, that's my biggest thing that, you know, how do you find those good people? So now I send out and happily send out referrals to people. Um, but yeah, it can be frustrating. And I think that's the hardest part is that, uh, if you're especially new, what are you supposed to do and then who do you hire? Right. It's like those two things. And for me now, my, of what I actually do is so finite and small that there's days that I want to jump in and strangle the business and do more because I want to make it perfect. But I, I really have to let it go and realize, you know, that's not how you grow a business. Like you can't, you can't force it to grow. You have to really hire those experts and work on stuff that matters. So for me, I work on different offers, different products, um, you know, brand experience and things of that nature that is uh, not as, cut and dry like let's let's spend x and get y or let's make this video so it's tough i mean it's and but i, I don't know when i when everything for bomb tech it never feels like work you know what i mean it's always and that's why i i started it because i didn't start it to make money you know it was it was a passion play from day one so it's never felt like work so i i enjoy what i do and even if i have to work work more um i still enjoy it you know that yeah you know that's really true because basically what you're talking about here is finding a money tree almost right it's finding you know something where you put a dollar in and you get a dollar 20 back right and as long as and as long as you have cracked that formula where you can actually make that happen then it becomes okay great you know how do i first of all keep this you know, keep this machine running and how do I grow it so that I can make even more money without, uh, you know, without increasing the risk? How do you manage the risk with something like that? I mean, I have to imagine that, you know, someone who's really good, you know, they're not necessarily going to be with you forever. So, you know, at some point they may outgrow you, you may outgrow them. Like, how do you manage that next step? I mean, so I would set it up with almost all the agencies. I, I kind of have found, I have found it almost impossible to bring experts in-house and really, I think it's almost a disadvantage to have all everything done in-house. I, I do believe in the agency model because when you work with an agency that works with 
10, 20, 30, 40 clients, they see things across the board in different industries that give them a unique advantage. So like, that's why I, although I pay my ad guy more than I would an in-house person, he sees things in different accounts that he can then pull and use into our account. So really, for me, it's all about siloed experts. And in e-commerce, you're just moving products. So it's really pretty simple. You got ads, you got the email, and really agencies are going to want to keep you for retainer. It's a lot different. And I think that's one of the struggles if you have an employee that's going to crush it is they want to start their own thing. And that's how I started the agency. <laughs> was that my employee wanted to crush it. He was crushing it for me. And that's why we partnered up and started our own company. And I think there's so few of those individuals. But I think in the ads game, it's probably more common that someone, if you brought them in house, may become an expert and want to do their own thing. But for me, I, I've gone the agency route and it's you know freed me up on time. And that's been my goal, you know, maximum results and minimum time. That's a, uh, you know, that's a great story. That's a, um, it, it's actually very similar to an analogy, you know, that I tell people, you know, when they ask me, well, Jeff, what, you know, like why, you know, like why should we hire you? And my agency isn't so focused, right? So, you know, we have doctors and life coaches and e-commerce stores and things like that, right? And, you know, what I tell people is that, look, I have the visibility into a large cross-section of what works and what doesn't. And what doesn't work for you may work for somebody else or vice versa, right? And that's something, that's basically what you're buying into, plus the fact you're not buying me a laptop. You're not uh, buying me a desk in your office. You're not paying my health benefits, right? You are basically paying for, you know, the knowledge and the expertise that I'm able to bring from a large cross-section of clients as opposed to just working on this one niche thing, which happens to be your business. Yeah, you get, you get trapped in it too. That, that's what I've seen. If you're, you're in it all the time, it's hard to have any perspective. And so like with my agency business in particular, I'm not in the day-to-day -day fulfillment of that at all. I literally don't know what they're doing. And what I do is I have these coaching sessions almost with my partner where he tells me all the issues he's having or things he wants to improve. And because I'm not in the weeds in the business, I literally go through a, a process of automating, delegating, and removing uh, or removing, automating, delegating in that order. And that's allowed us to scale that business up and make a system to, to have, you know, be really profitable, lean, and just be more efficient. So that's like how we set that up. And I told him that going into it, like, I'm not going to do any of the day-to-day -day work, but I will improve and have a different perspective. And we could never grow that company so fast if I didn't break down like what he's doing to make it better. And it's like almost I'm a partner, but I'm really just like his coach. And it's like, it's a really unique perspective. And that's what I look for in the e-com side with my agency partners, I want their their perspective that's not in the day to day. So they have clarity on like, hey, well, you may like that driver or that product that you're trying to sell, but it sucks in ads. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like that clarity where I don't want to do something or run with something that it's just not performing. So it's nice to have almost like a, a backboard that is separate from you, because I think you can get too deep in the weeds when you're in it and do a lot of things without that perspective from outside. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I see when, uh, you know, especially when I talk with e-commerce stores is that they do tend to be siloed, right? Uh, you know, like any business owner, right? You know, their primary focus is their own business, but they don't necessarily see what their competitors are doing. They may think they know what their competitors are doing, but I'd say nine times out of 10, they don't know exactly. Like they know that my competitor is running a lot of ads. But what does that mean? Or how much budget does that require? You know, things like that. You know, there are a lot of variables that they just don't have the bandwidth to peek their head up, 
you know, above the waterline in order to see exactly what's going on. Totally. All right. Well, cool. So Tyler, can you please let everyone know where they can learn more about your agency and about your e-commerce store and how they can reach out to you directly? Yeah. So I'm really active on LinkedIn at uh, Tyler Sullivan. And then if you're a golfer, bombtechgolf.com. Hopefully you've heard of us before if you're a golfer. Uh, if you're an e-commerce brand doing over seven figures a year, uh, it's ecomgrowers.com. We'll do a free email video audit for you. Uh, and we add revenue with email and SMS. Um, I think that's it. Uh, but LinkedIn and, and those two brands, and I'd love to connect and add value if I can. Amazing stuff. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you uh, bringing the energy and dropping these value bombs on what it takes to build, automate, and delegate. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. 